in india marriage is a very big industry a very big fat industry Say arranged marriage. There is marriage and then love marriage. The marriages they are between two families. The two families have the reputation and many millions of dollars at stake. So the parents guide the children, and that is the work of a matchmaker. Congrats! I'm Seema Mami. Hi, darling. Badayo. I'm Seema Taparia. I'm Mumbai's top matchmaker. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Verbal Exchange. This week, we cover Netflix's The Indian Matchmaker, the great compromise of arranged marriage versus love marriage, how that has trickled down and adjusting as a millennial in this place, in this space, with the goals and the mindsets that we have in today's culture in our society. All right, tap in. I'm at the age where like all my friends are moving on and like to this, you know, chapter. <laughs> and I just feel like I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I know, right? That was kind of sad to hear, you know. It's sad anytime you feel like someone needs that validation and we're all different we're all different kind of people who need different kind of things. But that was Nadia. Um, she's one of the clients from the Indian Matchmaker. Um, she seeks out Seema's assistance with everything that's going on and hoping that she can make a match. But with this guy, it really isn't working out. Um, watching the Indian Matchmaker, it, it was a very interesting show to watch. Um, kind of inspiring. Also, at the same time, a little sad. Um, sad at the point that they this was kind of their last option or they felt like it was an option that they needed to try and gain love but inspirational because you did see that sometimes it can't work out but it brought me to the thought for this episode which is the great compromise right we're at an age now where if you're listening you're between maybe 23 to 30 or 30 to 35 it's like the great compromise age it's the age where people are still telling you you're young but at the same time they're telling you that you need to make choices about maybe laying down a game plan of where you want to be and who you want to be with. And it ultimately is making you maybe sometimes even second guess yourself and maybe what you want out of life. And I don't necessarily think people do it on purpose. I just think that it's they're so used to the way things were or the way that they came up. And with indoctrinating or any type of programming in people, they can't help but sometimes take it out on you. You know, um, from ages, what, from five to 18, we spend most of our time in, you know, preschool, kindergarten, elementary school, junior high, high school, whatever kind of school you went to. And we use that time to what? Learn basic skills that we can take into life. We're still learning about our body. We're learning about our identity, people we like, friend groups. Um, growth, um, height, weight, gaining weight, losing weight, all these different changes. Um, your voice changes, your likes um, change, what you're interested in, sports groups, you leave sports groups, you change sports groups, all these different things, all these different constant changes, right? Constant changes. 
And then from ages, what, 18 to 22, you go off to college. Now, here is the breakdown. Some people who don't, there are some people who don't go off to college. They go straight into the workforce. And that's great because some people don't necessarily need to go to college to succeed. But sometimes it seems like people try to elevate or, sorry, escalate things for them quicker. Almost as if you if you didn't go to college well, you know, you need to find a game plan quicker. Like, you know, I've seen often sometimes those people um, will go out and get places on their own first. Or sometimes they get married young. Sometimes. This is not all the time. But sometimes they do. And that creates like a breakdown between those of them that do that and those of us who go on to college and grad school. Those of us who go on to college and grad school... You know, you change your major, you're just enjoying life. In general, you're just in, really enjoying life in college, whether it be between 18 and 22 or more. You're um, getting to classes, you're finding interesting things that you didn't even find interesting. You know, I changed my major three times in college um, because you're just trying to figure out what it is you want to do in life and how you think you can best take those skills and incorporate them into the real world and how you can best serve in whatever capacity that it is that you want to do. But boom, right after that, unconsciously or consciously, people will hit you with, okay, so now now that you've graduated college or grad school, like, what's your game plan? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing? And that's between ages, I would say, about 22 to 30. You find yourself seeing that people are not only getting married, but they're having children. And they're kind of looking at you like, well, when is your turn? You know what I'm saying? almost like join our club or be left out. And it's sometimes um, sad to see that people need marriage um, or a relationship to validate them so much. You know what I'm saying? You have been brought into this world alone. You didn't even know this person. You know, you brought into the world, you met them. And that's great. If that's something that you choose to share with a person, then absolutely. That is amazing. But do not allow people to dictate that for you. Allow that to be to come naturally because these people will force you into this direction. But you're the person has to be married to them, has to live life with them, has to continue to learn them after you get married because you don't really know who you marry. You know what I'm saying? You don't know that person. Sometimes until you move in with the person and you see your lifestyles together, you're like, "Mm, this isn't working out for me. And then those very people who push you into that situation will tell you, hey, well, if you didn't want to do it like, you know, it's your life, it's your life. But is it because every day or, you know, you're letting me know that I'm not fully complete without this, especially for women. I've noticed that women go through it the most because they hit a certain age and people start asking them, well, where's your, you know, where's your kids? Oh, great. You got your career, but where's your kids? Where's your man? Um, where's your, like, why aren't you establishing yourself? And it's like, you know what? Back up. Let people get a moment to establish themselves. And it's not just elders that do it too. I've seen certain people who are even young who try to force that, that mindset on people. And I don't know whether it's because the person they're with doesn't want them to any longer have single friends. It could be that. Or it could be that sometimes people find themselves more comfortable with people of likeness. If a person is married with three kids, they're not going to hang out with you and you're still going to the club. You know what I'm saying? And that's sad, but it's true. 
So you your life goes through ebbs and flows and changes depending on whatever situation you're in. And you have to make choice make sure that the choices you are making are choices that are going to benefit you in the future. A long time ago for me, one of the big sacrifices I made for me is that I would never compromise my future for someone that could be a, just a temporary placeholder. And what does that mean? That means that sometimes people will move, um, turn their life upside down for somebody that wouldn't even move a finger for them. And you know that. You already know that. In college, you're, you still, the wisdom you have in college is not the wisdom you'll have years later. You might really like someone and think, this is the, this is the person I want to spend my life with. But 10 years later, you have a completely different mindset, a completely different sta- standard of life. What you want out of life. You might have wanted kids at 20 and you don't want them at 30. You might um, wanted to live in Florida at 22 and now you want to live in the suburbs of Maryland. And if you're not growing and building with that person, then it all shatter. Unless you have a strong foundation. It's good to be with someone who can bend and who can mold with you. Um, sometimes the older generation, they have trouble, I, I've noticed. And this is just from conversations with old heads. They say that we don't have the patience. We don't have the strong will to withstand the storm. And I actually don't believe that's true. I believe that as millennials, we just have different standards and different um, ways of thinking that life can be. Not even thinking, but the way that we design our life to be. You know, yeah, you might have stayed with somebody 60 years and you let them dog you out and cheat on you or you knew about it and you kept your mouth closed. But this generation of kids, this generation of people is just not going to deal with that. When you can take your chances, yeah, they might say, oh, millennials, y'all relationship hop too much. Y'all do this. Y'all act like nothing's ever good enough. and Y'all just want everything handed to you. That's not true. Actually, the people that the millennials I know, the people I've went to school with are some of the most ambitious people I've ever seen. They don't take any trash from anyone. They find like minded people to be with. And just because they're not rushing to marry these people and to form this union that you want them to do, it doesn't make them any less of a person. But I've watched some of the people I know who are just so ambitious, just so kind hearted who have had bumps in the road relationship-wise, and you can see the wear and tear on their face. And you know it's not from them because they're very happy and thriving in their career, in whatever mindset, how they serve the community, the different groups they're in. They're catching flack from people who are saying, hey, it's time for you to settle down. Yeah, you had your fun, but you need to settle down. So you're telling me, you're telling a group of people who has spent ages five to 22 or more, because sometimes you don't finish school in four years or more in school, trying to create a structure that you say is going to benefit them in the future. You they've spent those years finding and molding themselves. And you think that they can snap real quick out of college and just find somebody to settle down with. You know what I'm saying? Some people, they date people for three months, six months, they engage and it works out. But some people, it just takes them down someplace that they really don't want to be. But more and more, you find yourself conflicted because time is only passing. You're only getting older and you do want, do or don't want those things out of life. But you don't necessarily want the pressures. And what I found from watching Indian Matchmaker is that because of the societal pressures and how things are have been set up in that society, this is all coming from SEMA and all from the people um, on the, the series that I watched. It says it's almost expected of you. It's not a thing of, 
oh, well, if you want to, or if you don't, it's no, it's expected of you. Um, without telling too much spoilers, but there is a marriage in the series that is arranged. And it's interesting to see that the only relationship that really pans out with her matches is the arranged one. And that's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. But it makes sense. I guess the thing that they keep pushing throughout the whole series is that love will grow and love will come. But sometimes you wonder, will it, you know, will it ultimately work out? Or did you just make the greatest compromise that is going to take you somewhere that you don't want to go? All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. It's always really important. Right, right. Just remember one thing, Ankita, when you get married, friends, your family, your parents all take a back seat. It's not important for anybody else to like you because you've got to put your focus and your importance into your new relationships. You could get married to a boy in Delhi and say three months down the track, he says, you know what, Ankita, I've got a great opportunity in Timbuktu. Are you going to turn around and say, you know what, I married you because you were in Delhi. I had my friends, my family here. Uh, but what will I do in Timbuktu? I think conversation is really important at that point in time because... Um, at that point in time, is conversation important uh, or is going with the flow important? Conversation along with going with the flow because uh, while we are a we, we are also eyes. And I'm really career-oriented. But let's talk. And let's go with the flow and understand how we can work this out where not only you, but I benefit as well. Life is never equal. Absolutely, but I've spent so many years building myself. It doesn't matter. I spent 20 years living in one country and I gave it all up like that. So it is our duty as a woman to understand that in a marriage, the woman gives the emotional side of herself much more than the man does. I was told Geeta would be very different. I was told that you would get along with Geeta. Well, by the end of it, you narrowed down the conversation and your thought process and you made women feel like inferior objects. What's up, you all? Welcome back. Um, that was Ankita meeting with Gita. So Gita has took over this client for Seema. Um, you know, sometimes Seema's a bit overwhelmed, so she sometimes will pair up with other matchmakers in India who can help um, better serve her clients, maybe better than she can at a, a point. Gita is meeting with Ankita and basically just telling her that, you know, hey, look, I had to give it up and you have to give it up. And there's certain type of sacrifices and things that you're going to have to do. And Ankita doesn't really see it that way, you know. Um, she sees it as marriage being an equal partnership and that she can bring things to the table that he can't bring and that he can bring things to the table that she doesn't have and that you grow together. But sometimes it's not always um, seen that way. And the reason why this this Indian matchmaking series affected um, a lot of people I know who have seen it so deeply is because, you know, offhand you're thinking, well, why would I even watch this? Especially if you're not into anything. Well, how does this apply to me? Well, number one, she's dealing with a lot of clients who, although they are Indian of Indian descent, they are millennials and they are Americanized, Indian American or just 
ideally have picked up Americanized ways or Western ways of the world. So in her, it's so hard for her because it's like, well, whoever I match you with, make it work. You have to understand that Seema and Gita um, have also back, got married back in the 80s or whatever, and they were in arranged marriage. And although it's worked out for them, they don't understand another, like I said, another disconnection between the elders and the young millennials of, well, it worked for me and why can't it work for you? Or do you think you think you're too good for this? You think you're you think you're better than me because I wasn't in an arranged marriage. What makes you think that you are better than what I went through? And that is a real thing, not just in Indian culture, but also in black culture um, and not even black culture, white culture, Asian culture. It's a thing of this is the way it's been done. And, you know, why aren't you going along with it? You know, I think sometimes people just shake their head at the way that millennials do things because we do, I will say, yeah, we do have a way that we do things that is different and unique. Think about it. We're the only group of people to grow up without technology and the internet and all that stuff. And then boom, to get it while we're still developing our mind. And so we see the world on a much grander scale. We see things on a bigger scale than maybe people want us to see them. We want to explore the world, explore ideas, explore how we can best leave our mark on the world. And there are just some of us who believe that we were born to do more than get married, have kids, get a big house, get two cars, a dog, a cat or whatever, and go into debt or whatever, trying to appease what it looks like from the outside. I know some people that just want to travel their whole life, maybe backpack, you know, with COVID going on, it's hard to like, you know, be jumping from country to country like that. But they want to explore the world. They want to have a rendezvous out in Brazil somewhere. They want to fall in love out in Italy and just experience what that's like. They want to just travel and see all and gleam all the greatness and things from life. And I think it's really tricky in, in a sticky area when you get into people telling you that, you don't need those things or that you can wait. And let's be realistic. When you do get married, you will have a compromises. You won't be able to go on as much trips. As much as people be like, oh yeah, and with a double income and no. It never really works out like that. You know, it, it, it doesn't work out like that. It becomes more of a thing of you need to guide, you need to lead um, and shape this household how you want it to be. There are things you need to do in the community. Why are you always ripping? Why are you always running? And there are always people reminding you of, aren't you married? As if you cannot feel, as if you cannot have human interaction no more. As if you cannot hold a conversation with another person anymore. As if you can't laugh in the grocery store aisle. As if you can't go by the, uh, you know, a fire pit and have a conversation with as if a woman can't do that with or have male friends or if a male can't have female friends everything changes and i want to be clear that this isn't a negativism this is not saying that marriage cannot be great i guess i'm just reviewing how with on the indian matchmaker how it makes things appeal uh, to a certain set of people. It makes it appear that marriage is not for you. It really is for the families. Or that marriage is not for you. It's really just something that you're supposed to do. And because you have never sat down and realized why are you doing this. It's almost frowned upon when people go against that. And so I think it's important to always keep in mind why you're doing anything in life. Now whether it be marriage. Whether it be a relationship. 
always keep in mind why you're doing it. Because it can be a beautiful thing. It can be marriage and relationships and commitments to each other. Commitment to each other can be a very, very, very beautiful thing. And if you've been blessed to find love or have love, even to, to lose love, as long as you've had it, is a very beautiful thing. But I've seen people forced into situations that has ruined their life because people say, well, I, you know, let me introduce you to so-and-so. And see, after people do that, they take a, a backhand approach. People, as much as you would think that people are in your life to help you grow, to help you bloom and blossom in whatever fertilizer, or whatever pot you're in or where you're at, you hope that they'll help you to bloom in life. Some people actually want you to be as miserable as them. It is true that miserable misery loves company. And so if people are miserable in their relationship and in their marriage, I need you to join this club so that we can have something to talk about. And a serious commitment of merging lives and family is so, so, so deeply important. That's just not a fly by night thing. Another thing that Gita spoke to that I'm all, that I also find people dealing with is, well, she said, your friends, your family, all these people in your life, they need to take a back burner when you get married. That is, whew, that's toxic. Like, we don't have time to go into that topic right today, this episode, but that is such a toxic, toxic behavior that I see people do. And, and I know this to be true because I've seen people change, you know, after they get with someone. And you know it's the person that they're with that's changing. And change is great if it's for the better. But if it's making that person ignore speaking to their grandmother and their parents and their siblings and they no longer talk to friends that they've known since the sandbox then something something is up and ultimately sometimes the person they're with is isolating them to indoctrinate them into the way that they want them to live i guess i've always been a different thinker with certain things because i know that a lot of structures on in the world are man-made or not even man-made, just idealistic things that have come upon just the human experience that people want you to go through. But I'm here to let you know that you are worthy, you are valuable if you don't follow these mindsets, whether you do or whether you don't. We are spiritual beings on a humanistic journey. You think the Lord got us here or whoever our creator, our higher being has us here to be paying capital one bills, you know what I'm saying, or paying car notes, like we are so bigger than that. And, you know, we wouldn't get to almost 8 billion people in the world if we weren't meant to share our love, share our human interaction, build up people and take them to a higher place, you know, create life or share life with people. And I think sometimes people think that you are bound to one person for the rest of your life and you're not. You know, you can have be kindred spirits with a person and you can love people and, and have journeys that, you know, transcend even even time, even after you're gone, you can have that. But to tell a person that they are bound to this one person that they met when they were 21 or 22 is so toxic. To make people stay in a situation that they don't want to stay in is so toxic. To tell people over and over time and time again, you need to deal with it. Grin and bear it. This person is hitting you, male or female is hitting you. You need to deal with it because I dealt with it and y'all can go through it or y'all can grow from it. And people deal with a lot of things privately, sometimes publicly. And I pass no judgment, but I do pass judgment on people telling someone that they that them wanting a choice for better of their life is something that they shouldn't want. 
because that, you know, that's not the traditional way of doing things. And I think that's very dangerous. I think it's just important for people to keep a healthy mindset on the advice you give to people. Because sometimes, especially when it's given from people that you love and admire, whether it be your parents, godparent, your grandparents, their advice, sometimes their acceptance means more than you know. I know people that have gotten married just because their mom likes the person they're dating. I know people who have gotten married just because they got cold feet. I mean, not cold feet. They didn't want to say, I don't at the altar. And ultimately, those people are there. Yeah, they're there. They're going to enjoy the open bar and all that stuff. But it's you who has to go home and deal with the fact that maybe what you didn't want to do it. And you felt like you had no choice out. You know, and it's, sometimes it's like that. But you have to speak up. And who cares if people are going to judge you because you canceled the wedding or because you didn't get married after all those people got dressed? This is a serious commitment. You know what I'm saying? This is a serious thing that is going to change your life forever. All right. So let's just take one more break and we'll be right back. This cool kind of love. And it's very, very exciting. I always wanted a life partner and he's actually satisfying all the things. Like he's very decent, sweet. He's very generous also. And sometimes I feel like he's caring also. Super duper blessed. I just got what I wanted. Like the family members, like Mama, Papa, Bhaiya, Bhabi, and Akshay, like they're very sweet, very generous, and I just love that. And I'm happy. Welcome back. So that was the Roka ceremony. That was um his wife or his future wife at the Roka ceremony expressing her gratitude. And the Roka ceremony is performed um as the engagement ceremony before the marriage. Um, and in India, sometimes when both parents have agreed to uh, the marriage, arranged marriage, it can move really quickly, like from engagement to wedding in just two weeks. I know, right? That's crazy. But in this case, it was great to see how the pluses to finding someone um, through an arranged marriage. In, in this case, it did work out. So I say all that to say whatever arrangement you make in life, whether it be a marriage contract work, um, anything, just make sure that is something that you want to do. Um, good or bad, just be at the forefront of whatever it is that you want to do in your life and don't allow people to call the shots. You know, in this case, he really didn't have, he really didn't have a choice. Cause like his mom was like, Hey, you get married, but that's that, you know, that's that culture. You have to respect that. And I do. And, and for him, at least he is marrying someone that he wants to, and that he finds himself growing to love. But for those of us who have more choices in life, just understand that you have so many options out there and that it's never, no one can ever make those huge decisions for you. Um, so just keep that in mind and just always be happy. You know, a lot of people say that, you know, well, what's happiness? You're not always going to be happy in life. And that's true. You know, every day will not be like Sunday, but if you can make those choices in life that will seemingly give you a continuous happiness or something that you can work towards that you love, just go for it and just enjoy life and all that it can give you while we're here. And especially during this COVID, I hope that people have realized that life is too short to 
be in situations you don't want to be in because one day you could be here and the next you could be gone. And at least let the experiences that you have with people be experience that you will treasure, that you will love and that you will hold on and that captivate you and get, you know, and take your breath away and give you some insight into the future of and allow you to have things that you never thought you could. Um, and I just think that's so, so, so important. So as always, I thank you for listening to Verbal Exchange. Um, I hope that, you know, that you glean something from this episode that that it, it leaves you inspired or leaves you thinking a way that you didn't think before, which is what I always hope to do with my episodes. Um, as always, you can follow Verbal Exchange Pod, um, Verbal Exchange Pod on Instagram. That's Verbal Exchange, no E, pod on Instagram. Or you can follow my personal Instagram, which is Xavier Jante. That's X-A-V-I-E-R-J-O-N-T-E. You can always submit any questions, any topics, anything you want to talk about, or just hit me up. Um, I'm pretty chill. We, you know, we can always talk in the DMs. Um, as always, I thank you. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Until we meet again, remember to take care of yourself and each other. Peace. Take my hand. Take my heart.